Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the RSL Soapbox Stand-Up. I am your host once again, Miles Dunn, and excited to dig in. We have a, a lot to cover this week. I'm going to try to do it in 10 minutes or less. You're busy. I'm busy. You don't want to hear me drone on. So let me jump right in. We had a match this weekend between Real Salt Lake and some other team that I guess is doing pretty well. LAFC. You may have heard of a couple of their players, Carlos Vela, uh, some guy named Garth Bell or Garrett Bell, not quite sure, um, and some guy named Giorgio Chiellini. Uh, they played pretty well. In fact, they kicked our asses 4-1. Uh, I don't think anyone's surprised. They are the clear and obvious cream of the crop in MLS right now. Incredible top-end talent on the team, as well as a very deep and well-constructed roster. So they came into Real Salt Lake, came into Rio Tinto, and reminded us that we have the lowest payroll in the league. So that felt not so great, (laughs) but I guess it was good to see some stars playing for other teams at our home. Um, As far as the match itself, Real Salt Lake did get a goal, as I mentioned. That came from our dear friend, Sergio Cordova, who picked up his fifth goal of the season. Uh, It was only minutes after LAFC scored the first goal of the game, and Cordova essentially took a ball from a penetrating Brody, uh, turned very quickly to his right, and just beautifully weighted ball to the bottom left corner. Uh, Well, I guess it would be the keeper's bottom right corner of the goal. And that brought us level at one to one, which was uh, at the moment exciting because we had just given up a goal to um, LAFC. I think I should have had this pulled up, but I think it was like in the eighth minute when we gave up our first goal. And so to immediately come back and equalize within five minutes was a wonderful feeling. But then the class and the capability of uh, LAFC just completely overwhelmed us from, from that point on. And when I say overwhelmed, I don't think we played a particularly... It, wasn't, it certainly wasn't our worst game we've played. And I think against lesser talent, we may have come out with a victory. Um, the reality is we were playing the best team in the league, and we just weren't up to snuff. Um, so going back to that goal, uh, uh, Chicho Arango scored in the ninth minute, and Cordova drew us level in the twelfth minute. Kellen Acosta, only five minutes after that, scored the second goal for LAFC. So we saw three goals within the first 20 minutes of the match, uh, two in favor of LAFC, one in favor of Real Salt Lake, and we went into the break at halftime down 2-1. Coming back from the half, I felt like RSL played pretty brightly. Uh, I felt like they had some good chances. They had some. They, they were building uh, pressure in the attack. They had a shot come off the bar. Uh, you know, there there were some close calls that could have maybe tipped the scale in our favor and the momentum in our favor. And who knows if you do that, maybe a different outcome. But. The reality is Arango scored again in the 60th minute for his brace, 
And then Gareth Bell in the 87th minute gets Justin Glad down onto the touchline, skins him, and uh, easily slots a goal home with his left foot past uh, our one and only Zach McMath. So we finished the game uh, down 4-1. Other things worth noting, Salt Lake actually outpossessed LAFC 56.8% to 43%. So again, we didn't play horrible. We outshot them 16 to 4. Sorry, 16 to 14. LAFC had far more shots on goal with 8 to our 3. We outpassed them. And RSL doesn't typically outpass opponents. We had 448 passes to their 355 with a better passing accuracy of 84% to their 79%. So, you know, stats obviously tell one story. Scorelines tell another story. Uh, The reality is we lost by a decent amount, by a lot. Let's not sugarcoat it. We lost by a lot, especially at home. Uh, But there are positives to take away if we're being optimists. Uh, other things worth noting from the match, Real Salt Lake finished with the sixth highest attendance this week in Major League Soccer with 21,810. Uh, I don't know if that's tickets sold or physical bodies in the stadium, but uh, according to uh, my notes, that is the 12th straight sellout for Real Salt Lake, and it set a stadium attendance record. So 21,810 is the new stadium attendance record. And, you know, that's the kind of lift that comes when your passive fans who recognize big names want to come and see. And I think that also speaks to, you know, hopefully what Ryan Smith and, and Mr. Blitzer are hoping to accomplish. You know, I think, look, we, we just set a stadium attendance record so that people could come watch stars playing for the other team. If we could get one or two stars of our own, I think you could see consistently high attendance numbers and ticket sales, not to mention jersey sales. So, you know, the transfer window's closed. RSL can't sign anyone else unless they're a free agent, which there are some interesting free agents out there. Uh, I'm looking at Isco from Real Madrid. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, But we just don't have any stars. We don't have the star power. And uh, I think we see the lift that comes from that, both from a performance on the pitch as well as uh, butts in seats. A couple other things worth mentioning. Cordova got his fifth goal. He's currently the golden boot leader for Real Salt Lake. And as I mentioned, the transfer window is now closed. RSL had a flurry of activity at the end of the window. Uh, We signed three players, one who's actually a trade from LAFC in Danny Mazowski. He's a depth piece for LAFC that became redundant with the signing of some of their newer attacking players. And so uh, uh, LAFC sold or traded his rights over to Real Salt Lake for a cool 250K in GAM, which I actually think is a pretty good deal. Feels like a letdown when teams are signing players like Gareth Bell on a TAM deal and we're signing Danny Mazowski on a GAM deal. And that's, you know, no offense to Danny Mazowski. I hope he comes here. I hope he gets 20 goals uh, and I hope he crushes it. But, you know, seems like the rich are getting richer. Um, Still a good deal for us. Good depth piece. 
Hopefully he pushes Rubin, Cordova, and Wood for minutes. He is currently injured, and so it's going to be a couple weeks to even see what he's capable of. But we did uh, sign him. He's one of the newest additions to the team. RSL also signed a midfielder in Brian Ojeda on loan from Nottingham Forest. Uh, I believe that's an 18-month deal. Uh, sorry, not deal, but loan. Oh, sorry, it's a year-long loan. Uh, and he is the club's first U22 initiative signing. So um, Ojeda, who's only 22, played in four matches for Nottingham Forest during the EFL Championship. Nottingham was promoted to the Premier League this season. He wasn't getting a lot of playing time in minutes, so he is on a one-year loan with what I believe is an option to purchase, but that was not confirmed in the press release. Um, Usually loan deals like this do come with some sort of option to purchase, but that is unconfirmed. So Ojeda previously played at Olympia, played in the which is the Paraguayan First Division. Um, he's also played in Argentina. He's just going to be waiting on his work visa and international transfer certificate to come through, and then we should see him pushing for minutes in the midfield. Uh, the last player that Real Salt Lake signed during the summer transfer window was left Costa Rican left back Brian Ovedo. So we have Brian Ojeda and Brian Ovedo. Good luck. <laughs> Hopefully you can keep uh, keep those straight and not call them by the wrong name. I guess just call them both Brian and you should be good. Uh, but Brian Ovedo joins Real Salt Lake. Uh, he is a Costa Rican international who did see minutes leading up to Costa Rica qualifying for the World Cup. Uh, I believe he actually started in their playoff game to qualify for the World Cup. He joins the club from FC Copenhagen. He's 32 years old, and from what I understand, it's a short-term deal. Uh, I believe it's an 18-month deal. So good to see some reinforcements coming in. Much-needed left back, uh, much-needed midfield and forward depth, but no home runs. No FIFA Ultimate Team gold cards. Uh, Nobody that is an instant and uh, immediate starter on this team. And I think that's the frustration from fans, right? We have new ownership. They have billions of dollars between them. Uh, They've vocally committed to building Real Salt Lake the right way and investing in it. And I'm not saying that they're lying. Some on Twitter think they're deceiving fans. I don't think that's the case. I think you have new ownership. You have a front office who has been managed in a very toxic way for a very long time that's trying to adjust to new ownership. Uh, You have a new coach who's trying to figure out tactical identity. Um, You have Elliot Fall, who is a first-time general manager, who frankly was risen up in the ranks of this toxic work culture, who now suddenly has more keys to the kingdom, uh, supposedly more money in the bank account to go sign top players and it just didn't materialize this transfer window and I think we can be disappointed in that you know Matt Doyle I think graded Real Salt Lake's summer transfer window as a D or a D I think he just marked it as a loss Uh, I'm grading it at a D Uh, good that we got players not a single DP and that's what everybody's been waiting for is the big DP and we've heard names thrown around like Gustavo Cuellar from Colombia who would have moved the needle and been a a big signing that everybody could be excited about, and it just didn't materialize. 
As fans, that's frustrating. And then you go lose 4-1 to one to a team who signed legends in Gareth Bell and Giorgio Chiellini, who are both on TAM deals. I don't know how LAFC financially pulls that crap off. Maybe there's some stuff going on under the table. But it's just stuff like that that as a fan, it's, it's hard not to be frustrated. So I'm not going to belabor that anymore. We're already at 12 minutes. Um, bad results. Mediocre summer transfer window. Real Salt Lake is now only two points above the playoff line, currently sitting in fifth place in the West on 34 points. Nashville and Portland also above the playoff line on 33 points, so only one point behind. They've also played one more game than Salt Lake. Salt Lake's next game is a huge one. It's a six-point swing against Seattle in Seattle at Lumen Field. Uh, Seattle is in eighth place, just below the playoff line. They are the first team out of the playoffs right now on 32 points. So they are two points behind Real Salt Lake. We play them next. We win. We go up five points over Seattle above the playoff line. We lose. Depending on the Nashville and Portland results, we drop below the playoff line. And that's nobody wants that. And even more painful if Seattle's the one that leapfrogs us, given you know the history that Real Salt Lake and Seattle have with uh, players and management moving to Seattle by night. Uh, so keep your eyes on that game. That match is coming up this Sunday, August 14th at 8 p.m. on MLS Live, Fox 13 Plus, Univision Seattle, KMYU, ESPN Plus. I think I already said that. All the places. Don't want to miss that match. Um, last thing for me this week, this is also MLS All-Star Week. Woo! So Liga MX is in town going to be playing MLS All-Stars this Wednesday night. Uh, that match is set to kick off at 6.30 p.m. And, uh, you know, nice midweek uh, time waster. You know, it's fun to watch games that you're not emotionally invested in. Uh, this is one that certainly fits the bill for me. Uh, no Real Salt Lake players were named to the All-Star team. Not a shocker there. Uh, I'll just run you through the roster really quick in case you're interested. If you're not, you can uh, pause it here and have a great rest of your day. So uh, MLS All-Stars at the forward slash attacking winger position. You've got Paul Ariola, Jesus Ferreira, both from FC Dallas, Tashiarchis Fontas from DC United, Chicharito from LA Galaxy, Jordan Morris, and Raul Ruidiez from Seattle, and Carlos Vela from LAFC. Oh, and Brandon Vasquez from FC Cincinnati, who should probably get a look at the U.S. men's national team soon, in my opinion. Midfielders, you've got Luciano Acosta, Sebastian Driussi, Carles Gil, Hani Mukhtar, Darlington Nagby, Emmanuel Reynosa, and Ilie Sanchez. In defense, you've got Julian Araujo, Jacob Glesnes, Aaron Long, Kamal Miller, Diego Palacios, Kai Wagner, DeAndre Yedlin, and the Greek Adonis Walker Zimmerman. And in goal, you have Andre Blake, Sean Johnson, and Dane St. Clair. So those are your MLS All-Stars 2022. That game is set to kick off again, 6.30 on Wednesday. That'll be played at Allianz Field in Minnesota. Uh, should be fun to watch. 
Everyone, have a great week. Can't wait to see Real Salt Lake beat Seattle in Seattle. Can't wait to see our three new transfer signings absolutely light up Major League Soccer. Uh, Great things to come. Peace, love, take care, everybody.